Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome to this episode of Robotech Fan. And I'm your host, Doug Bendo. And today we're going to have another exciting episode of Robotech Fan. So, to begin with, um, welcome back, everybody. Uh, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been like a year and a half, two years, some something like that there. So it's been a good long while. Um, it is 2017, New Year's Day, and this is going to be the first episode of Robotech Fan. Um, I've decided that I am going to do a pre-recorded episode. And the reasoning for this is, I don't know, honestly, what I want to say in this episode or how I want to go about this episode beyond a couple basic bullet points. Now, I decided that I was going to, today, I decided that I was going to turn Robotech Fan back on, get back into Robotech Podcasting. And the reason for it is, A, I love Robotech Podcasting. I, I really do. Um, I think Robotech Podcasting has been a very fun aspect of my life. Um, it definitely allows for me to, I would say for the sake of the conversation, you know, put myself in a, in a zone of my own where not too many people really can actually carry a podcasting show, you know, a couple hundred episodes deep, you know, hours upon hours of conversation on one, you know, uh, sci-fi series and stay ahead of the pack and come back, you know, years later and see that people are still thirsting for more, you know, th th they're thirsting for more. And honestly, I'm, I'm amazed, you know, I just, uh, turned on, you know, uh, talk shoe and I also got onto Facebook, you know, when I had all these hits on people trying to, you know, friend me, message me and all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, for talk show, I'm looking at the downloads and I'm like, oh, wow, that's not too bad for someone who hasn't done anything for a while. And, um, yeah, I, I honestly have to say that it's, it's something that just draws me back in and says, Hey, you know what, Doug, it's time to go another round of this. And I'm like, all right, let's bring it, you know, game on. So we're going to get back into, uh, Robotech podcasting and, um, I've been away from it for a while, obviously, and, and I do want to get into why I've been away from it for a while and also what you can expect coming back. So you're, you're going to have that. Um, but it's funny, you know, the first thing that was asked, and I'm talking like minutes within me posting that I was going to go back to Robotech podcasting was how can you sit up here and podcast? Like what is left to podcast about Robotech? That has not already been podcasted, you know, with nothing going on. And, you know, my reply to it basically was, well, I don't know, but we're going to find out together. I mean, that, that, that basically was my reply and that is my reply. And now as I sit up here and begin this, you know, pre-recorded episode, I, I'm realizing that for me, one of the keys to my success 
has always been the fact that I'm an 85 episode purist. I am. So unlike other Robotech fans that hunger for more Robotech, the 85 episodes do it for me just fine. Like I don't need any more content. And I've said this time and time and time again throughout my podcasting, you know, endeavor when it comes to Robotech that like as an 85 episode purist, I'm not hungering for more. I don't, I don't need it. I mean, like the reality is this, okay. And this is how hard we're going to hit this here and, and, and just right off the block. Okay. Within the first five minutes, the reality is this Carl Masick is gone. He's not coming back. Okay. Not coming back. You know, there's not going to be some like resurrection of Carl Masick. Um, I, I know that people have tried and they're trying really, really hard to effectively try to, you know, carry on who he was, you know, in remembrance through projects and what have you not there and so on and so forth. And in reality, those people who primarily are doing that are doing it just to profit themselves. Okay. Can we just be honest about what it is? They're trying to profit themselves. They're trying to put money in their pocket and they're going under the Carl Masick banner to do so. Okay. Now those people know who they are. You know who they are. This is no great surprise in any way, shape or form. It's just the reality of what it is. Now, how do you like that in the first five minutes of Robotech fan 2017 folks? Yeah, you just heard that. Um, so as you can see, I still got it, but no, seriously, it really is a case where when you sit up here and think about it, if you aren't satisfied with what is in the Robotech universe, like if you're not satisfied with the 85 episodes and if you want to expand it with your McKinney novels, go right ahead if you want to add the comic books to it, go right ahead. But you've got all that content. If you are not satisfied with that content, what more are you asking for from the Robotech universe? You know, the, the Robotech fandom has carried on, you know, large in part since I want to say the mid to late 90s into current day has carried on the Robotech franchise, if you will. Okay. It's carried the Robotech franchise <clears throat> on its back. That's exactly what it's done. You know, if you look at Harmony Gold today, I mean, like you go to their website today and look at it, it is nothing like what it was two years ago. Okay. Fan participation, zero. What do they want to do? They want to sell trinkets. They want to sell, you know, items. That's what they want to do. You know, it, it, it's almost like when you go to Robotech.com, it's kind of like a, a, um, it's like going to the fair, you know, and you got those little shops that have all those, you know, fair toys in them, you know, and, and they're the kind of toys you really can't get from the toy store. And you know, for the prices that they're asking for them, they're pretty, you know, like, uh, okay. But there's that one good toy there that you want to have, so you decide to go for it. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys have been to a state fair before. You know, you know where I'm coming from with this. Okay. You know, maybe it's that like AK-47 made of plastic that, you know, when you, it's already got batteries in it. So when you press the button, it makes its, you know, transformer or GI Joe 1980s gun sound, um, or laser sound, if you will, laser sound. Um, and then the thing moves back and forth and lights up at the same time. You know, I mean, like, basically, that is what Robotech.com has utterly become, is it is nothing more 
than a a state fair. But in this case, it's it's not state. It's just a franchise fair for Robotech. That's exactly what it is. Now, am I going to sit up here and knock Harmony Gold for that? Not in this episode. I'm not going to. Um, because definitely that could be a part of Robotech.com. But truly, it can't be all of Robotech.com. And in the way that I look at it, it's like, well, wait a minute here. Let me let me get this straight. Robotech in the 90s, okay? And, and I want you guys to, to walk through this with me. Robotech in the 90s was basically ran by the fans. That's that's what it was, okay? I remember back in the 90s when I watched, uh, when I, A, when I was watching Robotech, um, B, uh, when you had the newer Matt Cross, like, uh, content coming out, like Matt Cross Plus, um, and you know, you had like Matt Cross, uh, two lovers again, and then you had, uh, Matt Cross, uh, Clash of the Bionoids, you know, you had that coming out. So, so you had all this stuff. Um, and then of course, you know, the internet became bigger and bigger. And then you saw basically, uh, Gundam posted up online and then you saw like Matt Cross seven posted up online. So when you talk about like the mid 1990s, going into the late 1990s, that was all pretty much done by Robotech fans. Like, you had Robotech fans really driving Robotech from the contents that I just laid out there. Meaning, partly Matt Cross, but also partly Robotech. So it was a real interesting thing. And then what happens is Harmony Gold decides, well, hey, like, in, in the uh, in the 2000s, they decide, all right, well, why don't we sit up here and make our own, you know, Robotech fan, um in official Robotech website. So that's exactly what they decided to do was that they make their own official Robotech website, which basically sucks all of the oxygen out of the room for Robotech fan websites. Now, one thing I do have to point out is this, is that during the time leading up to Harmony Gold, you did have basically a, a kind of civil war within the fandom. And it was the kind of thing where, you know, fans basically just could not get their heads wrapped around, you know, what was going to be the established content for Robotech. So understand it was a continuity struggle, you know, and, and it, this was one of the most important things because for Robotech, it was going to define what Robotech was going forward. Now, Harmony Gold ultimately decided to step in, as we all know, with Robotech.com. And then they said, well, we will establish continuity. Now, understand that it was a Tommy Jung deal. It was not a Harmony Gold Carl Masick deal when this happened, okay? So, Tommy Jung decided through, you know, various projects, he would sit up here and state what the continuity of Robotech was. Okay, now, what is really interesting about this is that, again, it sucked all the oxygen out of the room for the other fan sites. It literally decimated and wiped out you know, the Robotech fandom as people knew it by the, you know, mid to late, I want to say like mid to late decade of the 2000s. Like that's exactly what happened. It it was done. It was over like Robotech.com had done it. And then Robotech.com basically went through its purging process, you know, and what I mean by the purge is effectively it just came down to this. Anybody who didn't sit up here and see Robotech.com in the way that Robotech.com saw itself. You know, anybody who didn't agree with uh, what it was, effectively, they were gone. 
Now, it is interesting in how this all happened, mind you, okay? Because I lived through all this, obviously, um, as a Robotech fan. Which was, at first, it was all about those who were dissenters of, you know, Matt Cross in terms of the super mecha dimensional, you know, franchise. That Matt Cross, yeah, not not Robotech Matt Cross, but like the other Matt Cross, Matt Cross over in Japan. And then, of course, it was, uh, you know, those who dissented from Shadow Chronicles. And then after that, um, when the Matt Cross fans had turned on Harmony Gold, you know, and tried to run Matt Cross from the Super Mecha Dimension, or the uh, Super Dimensional Mecha franchise, um, when they tried to sit up here and uh, run that as the main continuity over Shadow Chronicles, Harmony Gold then purged them, too. You know, so, so it's almost like, you know, if you were to sit up here and look at classical history, okay, and you think about, you know, the, uh, the Western Roman Empire, all right, uh, it, it basically went something like that, okay, where, you know, they go through various civil wars within their own, then what happens is they come up with a different system of governance, clearly it doesn't work, they try to reconsolidate, and in the end, their greatest allies end up being the very things that end up destroying them. And that's basically what happened to Harmony Gold in, in, in a lesser sense, okay? Um, now, I'm talking from a militarial perspective when I'm talking about the Roman Empire. I'm not talking about um, um, the, you know, political or religious or um, economic impacts of, of what happened to Rome. So... Anybody who is a classical age uh, scholar or anybody who basically loves antiquity, uh, do not hold that against me, um, because we could have that discussion, uh, it, it's just not going to be in here now, because I'm obviously doing a pre-court episode, so that really wouldn't make much sense at all. So, the bottom line to it is, Harmony Gold literally just, you know, ate its young, in the end, it also ate its wife too. That's pretty much how it went, Okay. And after that, it committed suicide. I mean, like, that pretty much is how it went with, I want to say, the Robotech fandom in regards to the fact that you had this thriving Robotech fandom uh, that then was taken in by Robotech.com and then was purged and then purged again and then purged again. And then in the end, Harmony Gold just decided, ah, oh, we're not going to sit up here and have Robotech forums anymore on Robotech.com because we have Facebook. You know, so when you sit up here and wonder why, why did Harmony Gold sit up here and just give it all up on the Robotech fandom? It's because of Facebook. Or that's what I've been told. Now, I will also say this. Um, the other thing that you have to look at, too, is like Rome, OK, from a uh, geopolitical sense of the Western Empire, Harmony Gold was faced with a a changing tide, which is social media. And one of the biggest issues that Harmony Gold did run into is the fact that Harmony Gold maintained a lot of the power. You know, they maintained a lot of power with the fandom leading up until, I want to say, about the first, I'm sorry, post first decade of the 2000s. They did. When you get into about the, the uh, mid to late, <clears throat> I'm sorry, early mid, um, now going into the late 2000s, Harmony Gold's control of the fandom has basically evaporated. It has. 
Um, and if you were to look at it in today's context, um, especially look at Robotech Academy, that that's all you got to look at for me to sit up here and prove my point. Um, you will see how literally the Robotech fans effectively eviscerated Harmony Gold, not from within though, but from outside. And that's one of the key things here, you know, is that when you, when you look at why Robotech.com is not there anymore, there, there are a number of reasons. Okay. You could sit up here and say social media is one of the reasons. And if you want to make that claim, you could definitely do that. But I'd sit up here and make a different claim that the reason why Robotech.com no longer exists in the format that it did is because it serves no purpose in the way that Harmony Gold looks at it. Meaning that from the standpoint of having all the Robotech fans on one website and the standpoint of having, um, I want to say having uh, collective discussions and then driving, you know, commercial properties and stuff like that. Robotech.com wasn't doing any of that. When Robotech.com went through and did their multiple purges, okay, of Robotech fans, what that ultimately did for those who were the diehard Robotech fans like myself, those who were true to the content of what Robotech actually represented and wanted to carry on the discussions, wanted to carry on the very nature of the fandom and was going to prove to Harmony Gold that it could be done without Harmony Gold if it came down to it. It ultimately succeeded. That's what happened. It, it succeeded. It did exactly what it was supposed to do through the podcast. Mainly, um, you could also say through the discussions of fan websites, although I would sit up here and point out that if you wanted to make the argument that it was done through fan websites, I would say, look at the number of podcast downloads that you have versus look at the number of fans who are active on a website. You get my point. Now, remember, at the time that this was all happening, I did sit up here and talk about how many people listen, but they're not active. And a lot of people wanted to go against what I said. They wanted to laugh and say, yeah, wait a minute here. You don't have all these people on your show, attending your show, but you're saying they're all downloading you. And it's like, yeah, th that's exactly how it works. I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like a rock concert, okay? You have a live rock concert. How many people are going to go to the live rock concert versus how many people listen to your albums. All right. I can have a live podcast and have a couple people there, but in terms and in terms of context, all right, if we're talking context specifically and how this relates, you're always going to have more people download your show than you're going to have people come live. All right. That, that's just how that works. But for some reason, you know, especially those in the, in the, in the Macross arena, they had a hard time. I, I've forgotten most of their names except for like Seto Kaiba. That's it. Okay. So I, I remember him, but the rest of them, I don't even, I don't even remember anymore. Um, for some reason, uh, they can't seem to understand that. They couldn't understand that. Now to my point, going back to Robotech Academy. All right. The thing that you have to understand here is that Robotech Academy basically proved exactly what I had been saying all along about people listening and then speaking when they want to speak, participating when they want to participate. It doesn't mean they necessarily participate right then and there, 
but they'll wait until the time is right and then say yay or nay. And when Robotech Academy came up for its funding, you know, and, and Harmony Gold wanted to do it through the fandom, you know, literally the Robotech fandom, they wanted them to shell out like, you know, half a million dollars for a piloted episode. What happened? It didn't happen. That's what happened. And the reason why it didn't happen, large in part, was because of the discussions that were happening outside of Robotech.com. You know, largely being driven by, in some quarters, years truly. Okay, so here's the thing. Harmony Gold created a situation where they decided that they were going to basically, again, and, and I use this term, purge. They were going to purge their fandom, not realizing that, like, years later, that part that they purged would be the very thing to come back and hit them hard in the face financially, in the way that they least expected it. And that's exactly what happened in terms of Robotech Academy, and that is exactly why you're looking at Harmony Gold's Robotech.com looking the way it is now. What fans have to understand from the standpoint of how Harmony Gold looks at it is... Harmony Gold now understands it can't win with Robotech.com. It just can't do it. It has nothing to do with social media. It has nothing to do with, you know, um, the fact that you can find this massive pool of people on Facebook and all this other, you know, uh, nonsense. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. What it has to deal with is this. Is Harmony Gold had a metric on which it judged all of its fandom. And that was done through polling. That's what they always did. Remember, Harmony Gold would always throw up polls on Robotech.com and say, we got a poll for you here, we got a poll for you there. And then, of course, Harmony Gold would have forums that would basically be able to discuss. So basically what Harmony Gold was able to do with Robotech.com is they were basically able to do micro-targeting of what they believed the Robotech fandom wanted. In addition to that, though, Harmony Gold went one step further and used conventions. So remember the whole thing about conventions that I talked about, like, which was, you cannot judge the Robotech fandom by the people who go to conventions, because that's utterly stupid. Because most people in their right mind do not go to anime conventions. They just don't. You know, they don't. So Harmony Gold used basically these three metrics, two of which dealt with Robotech, Robotech, I'm sorry, two of which dealt with Robotech.com, which was the polling and the um and the forums the other one though was the robotech conventions and harmony gold of course created the robotech projects plotted out the robotech projects and all the above based on these things now at the same time you have to understand there is the descent okay and the descent is the purged that's exactly what it is it's one of the same no difference there you have the descent Okay, which is the side that basically, I guess you could say, I was on. And my audience was a whole lot bigger than their audience. Plus, it was their audience, you know. And, and that's what Harmony Gold didn't understand. Now they do understand it. But that's what they didn't understand at the time. And that's exactly why Harmony Gold, now understanding it, says there's no point in having Robotech.com. The reason why you can't have Robotech.com is, is pretty simple. Harmony Gold cannot have a website in the way that they see it, where people openly express their views on their intellectual property. They cannot have that. Because what it then goes into is the practices, processes, and the procedures of the company, which 
in turn are not really favorable in Harmony Gold's, you know, scope of the way that they view it. Meaning Harmony Gold, when I say they and the fans, as I say they, but we're breaking the, breaking the two apart and making a riff there. Okay. So what happens is you end up in a scenario where Harmony Gold realizes, okay, you know what? After this Robotech Academy business, the fandom's not enough to ride this train any longer. You know, we can't rely on polling. We can't rely on Robotech.com. There's not enough people here. And to sit up here and try to gather information through fans, every, you know, anime expo or whatnot that you're going to have yearly, that's not really a good way to do micro-targeting in terms of data, you know, collection and analysis. It's just not a good way to do it. So what you saw Harmony Gold do is they basically just pulled out and said, we're, we're done with a uh, Robotech.com in its traditional sense. Now, I'm not saying that there are not other factors that played into it. Okay. In terms of Robotech.com, whether you're talking about people hacking the site, uh, whether you're talking about the fact that, you know, Harmony Gold really didn't seem to have the talent to update the site in the way that the site needed to be updated from many of the fans' perspectives, although I thought Robotech.com always looked good. Um, I never really had a problem with actually how it physically looked. Uh, but there were things that could have definitely changed. Um, and also there, there are concepts on policy, meaning that if you're going to create Robotech this, that, or the other, you should be sharing it through Robotech.com, which means that Harmony Gold has to give it a green light. These kind of things, okay, are ultimately what held Harmony Gold down. They were weighted down by their own decision-making. It wasn't anything that anyone else did. It's just, it created a byproduct in the end with their fans that, quite frankly, they weren't ready for. They weren't. So, when I decided to leave, okay, because obviously we got to get to the part of me leaving, right? Right. <laughs> when I decided to leave the podcasting bit, it's because the story was done. It was over. The greatest battle that the fandom was ever going to fight in probably the next, I'd say, five to ten years was fought, and it was won, and it was over. And it was Robotech Academy. It was it. Like, like when Harmony Gold... <coughs> sorry about that. When Harmony Gold came out and said, here's half a million dollars we need, and we'll make you a piloted episode, and we need you to fund it as the fandom. When they came out in that act agreed. That was when I knew, you know what, this is it. It is now or never. Okay, now, the fandom botched it with Shadow Chronicles. They botched it with Love Live Alive. We're going to do this one last time, all right? Strike three, the fandom's screwed, okay? Strike three, the fandom is screwed, all right? But let's see what happens here, all right? And, um, you know, it was on. And, of course, it didn't make its quota, of course, it did not succeed. And that was a good thing. Wasn't a bad thing, you know. And what it did is it forced Harmony Gold to really reassess what happened to them as a company or what has happened to them as a company. And part of that reassessment was the new look that you have of Robotech.com. Where Harmony Gold now realizes that from a fandom perspective, they have basically, through their own attrition of of, you know, regulation and, and of just basically 
the the enabling of the exodus of you know high profile robotech fandom personalities to leave you know their site that they now no longer have anything of substance from a fandom perspective to offer now let me be clear here okay i want to be clear about this this is not really how i wanted to start off the first episode it's not um, you know, there were a million different ways I could have started off the first episode and given it some thought on a couple different ways to do it. But I believe that you do after a year and a half to two years, you got to sit up here and bridge that gap. You know, like you guys are sitting up here wondering, okay, wait a minute here. Doug left. Why did he leave? And I'm telling you right now why I left. And I'm also telling you exactly the results of, of the final act to why I left. Okay, which was this. It was done. It was over. Robotech Fan did what it needed to do. You know, Robotech Fan, along with other fans, okay, was able to drive that ticket home and stop Harmony Gold in its tracks through its Kickstarter and just say, okay, we're done. We killed it. It's over. And, you know, to that point... What I want to point out is this, is I'm not saying it was me, me, and all me. That's not what it was. I mean, like, obviously, a Kickstarter and the way that it works is done through a collection of people. But enough people listened, enough people downloaded, enough people took their time out of the day to listen to what I said in my podcast and then said, you know what? He's got a point here. Whether I agree with Doug on how he presents things from this, that, or the other... The guy's got a perfectly good point here. You are talking about asking for half a million dollars to make like a 30-minute episode, which is going to be a pilot, which means that it's probably not even going to be part of the original continuity of the actual show. So why on earth, you know, should we actually pay into this? And with the money that you've been getting from Warner Brothers or you've gotten from Sony for the intellectual, you know, uh, rights of Robotech from a live-action movie perspective... Why haven't you forked over any of your own cash in order to make this stuff work? So, when you start thinking of it like that, you know, you can understand where I just simply said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done. Like, I, we, we fought our fight. We won our fight. There's nothing else to sit up here and really talk about. I mean, I could have gloated for the next year and a half to two years. I could have done that, but I obviously didn't. Um, so I decided to walk away just like Harmony Gold decided to walk away, you know, walk like it, it, it's funny. It's like when I actually look back on it now, it was kind of like a case of where Harmony Gold decided that it would walk away from the fandom. And I basically decided just to fade into the shadows of the fandom, you know, and then I decided ah, I'll reappear when the time's right. Now, there are other reasons to also why I decided I would, uh, you know, just fade into the shadows, take a break, chill out for a while. And one of the other reasons to why I did was the fact that the Robotech fandom had truly changed by the time I decided to actually leave, where the voices became more like my voice, not my personality in the way that I express my voice, but the message was effectively on the same track. 
you know, so whether you're talking about Captain JLS, whether you're talking about, I want to say, uh, you know, Justy, whether you're talking about Chris Meadows, okay, which remember, none of those three guys were like me at all. They ultimately became like me in the end. So understand something, okay? I am the real McCoy. I am the, you know, authenticity. I am the real deal, as it is said. And these other guys, been doing it way longer than I had, been doing it years before I had, you know? And they were active in the Robotech fandom years before I was, okay? And they each turned the corner. It was almost like simultaneously, if you look at it from a time gap standpoint, it was like swerve, swerve, and swerve. You know, they each turned that corner, swerved it around, and became a, shall I say, acolyte of my own. They did. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, but no, I wouldn't say, or no, athlete. I wouldn't say athlete, not acolyte, but uh, athlete, athlete. Um, but no, I, I would say that really the messaging was just, there was a lot of cohesion there. And, and the funny thing is like, no one talked to anybody. It's just, they all got to that point. Now how it took them so long to get to that point because they were by far, you know, the greatest, I wouldn't say Justy necessarily, but Captain JLS and Chris Meadows, definitely the greatest, you know, Karn artists in the Robotech fandom with their whole, let me praise Shadow Chronicles and this way, that way, and the other. And then of course, you know, uh, years later, whose, whose outlook actually prevailed? That's right. It was Doug Bendo's, not, not theirs, you know, their, their, you know, attitude about the Shadow Chronicles and whatnot, they evolved on the issue where it didn't take me long to evolve at all. You know, I had it down with the prelude to the Shadow Chronicles. I didn't even have to look at, I didn't even have to read that to know how bad it was. All I had to do was look at the line art, you know, the line art and the line art gave it away. And, and, you know, I was right about the entire thing. Um, and then yeah, Shadow Chronicles really was as bad as I thought it was. So there was that too. I mean, there just was, it was like things had changed. And had I stayed around, I don't think things would have necessarily stayed in the direction they were going. I think what you would have honestly have seen is you would have seen another, shall we say, civil war among the fandom or another flame war. That's exactly what you would have seen. And um, I can tell you that was going to happen only because I started actually doing pre-recorded episodes. And I actually was targeting these guys because they were getting on my last nerves with their lack of authenticity. Uh, whether you're talking about Chris Meadows, whether you're talking about Captain JLS, you know, I was going to lay it down. Um, and then I decided, no, 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 it's not, it's not worth my time. It's not worth my time. I don't need to do this. I mean, by far, I'm bigger than all those guys combined as it is in here now. This is over. You know, what I wanted accomplished was accomplished. And the fandom listened, they acted accordingly, and that's all I can ask for. You know, like, like, because in the end, you guys got to realize, this is not a for-profit organization here. We are not doing that here on Robotech Fan. Okay, this is essentially one guy, some collective opinions, we throw it out there, make the case, and then you guys do what you're going to do. I mean, like, that's really what Robotech Fan always was and what it's always going to be okay unless someone drops me a check for like a couple mil and says hey i want you to keep on doing this forever and then i'm like ah let me think on that um 
but, you know, seriously speaking here, this is one of those things that actually speaks to all the years, all those years of podcasting, okay, all those years of podcasting, all those episodes generated, all those conversations that were done, all that drama, yeah, it all paid off when I saw... And I'm telling you, when I sat up here and saw Robotech Academy go down the tubes, I was like, finally, <laughs> it's over. It's over. You know, I, I kind of felt like it was like, you know, um, I kind of felt like it, it basically was like to the stars, you know, that episode to the stars in Robotech where, um, you have that, that situation where the SDF one sits up here and just, you know, fires its gun one last time and, you know, Due to the fact that it doesn't have, you know, the, um, the, um, protocultural matrix in itself anymore, you know, and it, it no longer has the, you know, quantum energy, uh, uh, we'll say infrastructure that it had from the protocultural matrix. It was just like a quote unquote normal ship at that point. So when it fired its main guns, the guns just disintegrated like nothing, you know, because the ship itself couldn't actually take that strain. And thinking that it was going to sit up here and wipe Chiron's ship out. Of course it didn't because it was like firing on some reserve power that it had. Um, and it turned out that it wasn't even a quantum energy blast. It would just turned out to be like a particle beam blast. Yeah. Um, hence the disintegration of the main guns. Um, and then Chiron saying, Oh, we're going to get him. Oh, we are going to get him. It requires a sacrifice. Yeah. You remember that whole thing? And then he sits up here and just slams it right into the SDF one. Boom. And then somehow miraculously, Lisa Hayes, is, you know, just shoved out of an ejection module or whatever, which nobody sees. And then, of course, there's, you know, Min-Mei, Lisa, and Rick. And Lisa's like, oh, Rick, I was saved. And, and Rick's like, just, Lisa, I, I realize I love you. I, I, I do. I, just when I thought I had lost you. You know, and then Min-Mei comes up and says, you know, Rick, I know you love Lisa. I, I, I know all about that. And, you know... I got to do for me. My life is music. You know, that whole scene. Yeah, you remember that whole scene. Then the snow comes down. Ironically, I would say one of the best endings in Robotech. One of the very best endings in Robotech. And, you know, to that point, just how that, that episode went to the stars. Definitely having one of the best endings in Robotech. If not arguably the best ending. Or end, I want to say, yeah, the best ending of all the endings in Robotech. Because it always has that feel, like that feel of to the stars never changes at the end. You know, and I don't know if it's just the 80s animation and how they do the snowfall or what it is, but it works, you know. You know, but but thinking about what happened there, that's kind of like how I felt with Robotech Academy, you know. Um, it just basically, yeah, it felt just like that. It was like, hey, it's time to cut out. It's time to go. You know, um, Harmony Gold now is getting the point that they don't run the fandom in the way that they thought they ran the fandom. And quite frankly, you know, the fandom's got to move on to, to do what it wants to do as an actual fandom. You know, now I'm not saying that Harmony Gold is Lindman May any more than I'm saying the fandom is Rick and Lisa. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Um, and I guess you could sit up here and say, if you wanted to, Robotech Academy would have been the SDF1 getting plowed by, you know, 
my podcast being Chiron Ship. I, I guess you could look at it like that. Yeah, here, we'll just make it like that. There's the story, folks. Right there, there's your story of how it all went down. Um, but no, seriously, the, the point of what I'm saying is this, is that there was just a time to check out, you know, there was a time to check out and I would have much rather been in that situation of checking out than been in a Southern cross situation where basically harmony gold is not going to make it. It's obvious they're not making it with Robotech Academy, but then you end up like, you know, Leonard and Emerson and like all the rest. And what happened to them? They died. That's what happened. They died. And they died through, you know, character assassination and what have you not. I mean, like, that's just how it worked with them. Um, whether, you know, literal or, you know, in a metaphorical sense. But when you're talking about, like, what basically took place there at the, at the very, I'd say, end when I left, um, like I said, there was a turning page in all this. There was a turning page. And that turning page was enough right there for me to say, you know what, now's my time, I gotta go, I'll see you guys later, without saying goodbye, because you don't know when you're gonna come back, you know, you, you really don't, you know, and I might have said goodbye somewhere in there, or something, I don't know, I can't remember, because honestly, I haven't gone back and looked at it, I think I do recall actually doing an episode, where I said I'm going to actually, you know, uh, leave, I do remember that, um, but things got a little bit funny, and then I was like, ah, you know what, I'll just stop it right here. So there we go. So now you guys know. If you guys want to, you know, if you guys are up here wondering, hey, what happened to Doug Mendo? Where where did he go? And what was he doing? Well, that's what I was doing the entire time. I was just like, hey, you know what? Robotech Academy's gone. You finally got these other podcasters on a semi-same page. And I'm only going to do one of two things. I'm either going to eviscerate these podcasters like I've been wanting to do forever and a day, or what I'm going to do is I'm simply just going to go quietly into the night and then come back when I'm ready to. And that's what I decided to do. That's what I decided to do. So, um, that was all nice and fun. I mean, that, that was all nice and fun. And, um, now where are we in the here now? Where are we in the here and now? Because I guess you guys are probably wondering that. Like, okay, Doug, so you gave us the whole backstory to why, you know, there was obviously a collapsed Robotech.com. And then, of course, you know, you know, through the purgings and whatnot. And then, of course, the um, basically the pseudo fandom that they had created in an in, in, in indirect sense. Um that ultimately was able to come back on them and kill one of their Robotech projects beyond the shadow of a doubt. And, um, and then of course, you know, just the fact that the podcasters had, you know, indirectly, um, gotten on the same page. So that's why you left. So why did you come back? And here's why I'm coming back. Okay. So let's get to the, why I'm coming back part. The first reason to why I'm coming back is this. Um, I realize now that there is not a personality like my personality in the Robotech fandom. There just isn't. There's no, there is no other <coughs> Doug Bendo. There won't be another Doug Bendo. Like I am me, me am I, and that's just how this works. Okay, that's number one. Um, when it comes to being able to simply put things in context, and to do it in an artful, entertaining way. A lot of podcasters just don't seem to have that. They just seem to be dry. 
you know, and that to me is just a complete turnoff. It's like, okay, yeah, now I remember why these people were all sticking with Harmony Gold now that I'm listening to you guys. Because you guys really didn't have that that jive that you needed in order to really keep the fans interested and keep swaying the fans. You just, you don't really have that. So that's number one. You know, we, we got to have a, a voice change. We got, we got to have that. You know, Robotech is big on its voice actors, all right? Now, I may not be a voice actor and I may be a podcaster, but I'm, I'm pretty much, I'd say, the best out there at this point in terms of articulation of points, in terms of the actual drive in which I'm willing to do it. Um, obviously, duration of any episode, because I don't recall anybody ever doing like five hour episodes like I used to. Um, and of course, the fact that I just say it like it is. I keep it real, you know? I don't need to be worked into how can I present this to the fandom in a way that can make me still look good with Harmony Gold, but then the fans can sit up here and, and understand the truth. No, I mean, like, it's like, you know what? If Harmony Gold's not going to like what I have to say, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not going to sit up here and try to be politically expedient for, for what? So I can get some, you know, special tickets to some, like, Shadow Chronicles opening, um, or I can sit up here and have some input on a Robotech project that's going to come out and that's going to totally suck balls anyways. No, um, that's not me, but that's some of the other guys that is, and you know who I'm talking about here. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I want to say the, the, uh, the first thing right there to why I decided to come back. Uh, another reason why I came back is simply because for some reason people keep on wanting to do podcast episodes and ask me to come to them. <clears throat> or they, they're asking me to host my own. So there's a demand. Heaven forbid there is a demand for Doug Bendo. You know, there's a demand. And what it comes down to is this. I could go on someone else's show, but I'm thinking to myself, why should I go on their show when it would just make more sense that if you're wanting me to go to your show, that means people want to listen to me and not you. And that means that you want me to listen to me talk and not you. But more importantly, you want to listen to me and not listen to you. So I'm thinking to myself, why not just simply just do my own show? Like, again, I've already been there, done it before, not a problem. Doesn't bother me whatsoever. Why not just sit up here and do it? So I'm going to go ahead. <coughs> Sorry for the coughs here, folks. Sorry for the coughs here. Um, But yeah, this is the kind of thing where you know, like I said, it takes a certain drive. You got to have a certain kind of personality in order to make it work. You really, really, really do. And I have those things. And, and I recognize the fact that I have those things. You know, I remember where I was in the beginning when I tried to basically create the, fir the, the, uh, the perfection of the Robotech ecosphere. And then somewhere along the line, I just said, screw this. Here, I'm going to tell you guys what I really think. Boom. And it's not that I, I didn't actually believe in the beginning what I was talking about. Because I did actually in the beginning. I thought, like, here, here, these are some great ideas. This is how you could do this, that, and the other, and so on and so forth. You know, um, and, and if you listen to me very, very, very early on in the beginning of when I did Robotech Man, then you, you quickly do figure out that, um, you know, just quite honestly... Uh, I, dude, I had it together. I had it together at the beginning and I had it together at the end. 
The only difference that changed was essentially the messaging. You know, what Robotech fans wanted is Robotech fans wanted a ground pounder. That's what they wanted. They didn't want to have a, you know, a, uh, a scholar of antiquity. They didn't want that, you know, and I can be both. And I proved it with Robotech fan. And then of course my earlier episodes of Robotech when being a scholar of antiquity, um, in, in the sense of Robotech at least. And, um, I also definitely have proven in my later episodes of Robotech fan that I could be a ground pounder, you know, just simply take them out. And that's how it went. You know, I guess you could call me the, uh, Donald J. Trump of the Robotech fandom if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's good to be a winner, folks. It's good to be a winner. So, no, that's probably all the gloating realistically I'll do. Uh, just so that you know. But, like I said, um, that's the second reason. Now, there's one more reason to why I'm, I'm wanting to do this. And the reason really, uh, deals with this. So, for those of you who remember, I was working on the Xenoforce Reborn project. Okay, I was. And, um, I still am actually. And we're about to have a, a release. Okay, yeah, of the Earth Federation. Along with, I want to say, the other CNC generals. Um, I'm sorry, not CNC generals, what I'm talking about. Uh, Command and Conquer Tiberium War, um, factions. Meaning Scren, GDI, and, and, and Nod, right? So, we're about to sit up here and do this new release which I'm really hyped about because we've been working on this now. And like, literally I had to dedicate all of my intellectual know-how. Well, not all of it. That's not true. But anyways, quite a bit of it, more than what I would expect. Okay. Um, I had to really put that IQ of mine of, you know, like 132 to actual work. Okay. I, I had to, um, it was not easy. Trust me. was not easy. Um, but you know, there was a lot of coding involved. Uh, we had to get a lot of resources in terms of 3d models and stuff like that. Um, we literally had to take the C and C Tiberium Wars engine, rip it apart, and then basically reprocess it from the ground up for what we, for what we wanted to do, but getting it to get the AI to understand it. If, if that makes sense to you guys. Okay. Like in other words, it works like this. Okay. We speak English in the way that we program the... AI speaks Chinese for the sake of the conversation. Okay. And the other thing is this, getting the, like getting it all to work took time, but there was something else that happened, which is if you guys think that my Robotech fandom is huge. Okay. You take my Robotech fandom at its Zenith, multiply it by, I'm going to say for the sake of the conversation, <coughs> 15 to 15 to 20. No joke. And that is how big the Xenoforce Reborn mod is. Okay. Or Xenoforce Reborn. All right. That's how big it is. Like in other words, we had created a, a game that had become so big that people were downloading it. Literally you're talking in the, you know, half of hundred thousands a hundred thousand, I'm sorry, half of a hundred thousand to, um, possibly a hundred thousand. All right. That's how many people have par taken part in Xenoforce Reborn. So from the standpoint of a guy who does fan projects, like for example, Robotech fan with my podcasting Xenoforce Reborn for, I want to say the, uh, Command and Conquer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Command and Conquer, Tiberium Wars, you know, Gundam and Robotech fan base. 
this was like to me a no brainer. All right. This was a no brainer. Like I had to step away from Robotech podcasting because it only made sense to devote myself to these fans that are in the tens going to a hundred thousand. And there could be more than that. I don't know. I just stopped. I stopped looking at the downloads and stuff after a while. <laughs> now, one of the things I have to point out is this. The reason why I don't know if it's over a hundred thousand is simple. I, I don't look at other like regions in terms of their markets and language. That's what I don't do. I know that it's played all over the world. It's just, I don't get myself into it. So when I say like a hundred thousand people potentially do play this game, it could honestly, honestly be for all I know, a couple hundred thousand. If you look at something like the Chinese market, um, or if you look at some of the other Asian markets, uh, again, don't look at the Indian market. And when I, when I'm giving out these countries and calling the markets, I'm basically just breaking it down by regionally from a country perspective, not like by a, you know, like Blu-ray region concept or something like that. I'm not doing commercial. I'm just breaking it down into countries because that's what usually people do understand are countries, but not regions and in terms of commercial property senses. So my, my, my main thing that I'm trying to go after is this, is that there's a much bigger fan base that I have that is a non-Robotech fan base in its entirety. And they deserved every bit of effort that I've given Robotech fan in the sense of the Xenoforce Reborn project that I've been working on. Now, um, I'm not really going to get into that in this episode because I really don't think there's much of a need to get into it except for if you guys want to send me like Gundam 3D models or Xeonic 3D models or if you want to send me Robotech 3D models after listening to this episode, go right ahead and do so because I'll use them in the game. Um, but it's just one of those things where that fandom needed me at that point in time in the way that Robotech... You know, the Robotech fandom needed me at the time of Shadow Chronicles. You know, and it's the truth. It is simply just the truth. Like, the Robotech fandom won its fight. It did what it needed to do to basically not be scapegoated into some crazy idea, you know, of, well, we can't do Robotech unless, as a fan, you guys shell out your own money. Nonsense, okay? And that, to me is is very important that that took place because that there was directly honestly i think almost an extortion of the fandom itself i honestly believe that's what harmony gold was doing in the overall scheme of things of the kickstarter you know and they tried everything if you recall the death of carl masick the fact that his wife was working on the project um you know here are these talented you know robotech voice actors Hey, saying to jump on board with this. Here are some of the guys who worked with Carl Masick saying that this is a great idea. They tried everything under the sun, you know, and then they tried to put the blame on the Robotech fans and say, well, you know, if you guys don't shell out the 500,000, then we could be able to sit up here and make this project the way you want to make. So quite frankly, I honestly, I don't care. I, I didn't care then. I don't care now, except for the fact that if it would have happened, I'd have been pretty pissed. Because, you know, to me, that's like a, that's like one of those relationships where it's like you have a situation where a man and a woman end up having a kid out of wedlock. And then the wife sits, or not the wife, but the woman sits up here and says, if you want to see your kid, you're going to have to sit up here and, you know, pay for 
my utilities at my apartment or so on and so forth. And, and that's exactly what this really felt like. So that is basically why I was so adamant about utterly trying to annihilate the, the very concept of Robotech Academy and its creation. That, that is why I wanted to annihilate it. Okay. And look, it is nothing against the guys who did the CGI. They did a decent job. It is nothing against the voice actors. You know, they got to make a payroll. It's nothing against, you know, Carl Masick's wife, you know, um, I'm quite sure she does understand his vision, but the one thing you do not do, and, and I got to be clear about this. The one thing you do not do is you do not go to a fandom when you are a corporation and say, if you don't give us this money, we're not going to make anything for you. That's not how things work in this world. Okay. And that's not how capitalism works. You know, the reality is Harmony Gold should have made a good project. That's what they should have done. And then said, okay, look, we're going to make this project, but we need to fund it in future endeavors. So what is the best way to do this? Now, keep in mind, Harmony Gold wasn't able to have that discussion because they had, whatever, what did I say earlier on in this episode? They had purged Robotech.com. You see how this works now? You see how this works? See, Harmony Gold, at the time of Robotech Academy, thought that because of Robotech Tactics, everything was going to work out just fine. Like, hey, you know what? We got a, a, a mil and a half on that. You know, we're about a mil and a half, so we can easily get a third of that for this right here. That's what they thought. But what they didn't understand was that Robotech Tactics was completely different in terms of its scale and scope, A, of Robotech Academy, B, a lot of fans got duped into that when they shouldn't have done it, in the way that they went about doing it. You know, they, they just should not have done that. And I had already said that in the way that Harmony Gold wanted to do Robotech Tactics, it was old and antiquated, and that there were other ways to do Robotech Tactics that would have made more sense. And had Harmony Gold sat up here and listened in the way that I said to do it, would they have made like that million point four straight up? No, they wouldn't have. However, what it would have done is it would have allowed them to fund their future projects of Robotech in the way that they needed to. See, Harmony Gold missed uh, missed the ball on it in terms of it wasn't about the end result of the relationship. It was about the relationship itself. Meaning, it's not about the results, but it's about the behaviors that drive the results. And because Harmony Gold was not good with the behaviors that drive the results, ultimately, its results ended up cratering when it really actually mattered. So... When you're talking about, you know, with with me in terms of why I was willing to, you know, effectively put Robotech on the back burner to deal with the Xenoforce Reborn mod, part of that comes down to the relationship of, of what I have with Xenoforce Reborn. You know, it's just a reality that that is how it works, you know, and... Dealing with that now, I'm now in a position where I can go back and actually do 
Xenoforce Reborn, and Robotech Podcasting. And that's what I'm wanting to do. Okay? So I, I'm wanting to actually do Robotech Podcasting, and I'm wanting to do Xenoforce Reborn. I'm wanting to do them both at the same time, in fact. Like, it's, it's, it's not even a discussion of, can I do it? It's just, I'm going to do it. It's just, how do I want to do it? You know, it's a how, not a can. And this is one of the things that gets me really excited for this year, is the fact to sit up here and work on those simultaneously. Um, a, another thing, though, that you can expect this year um, is that I am going to start looking at ways to credibly, basically try to move out of just straight podcasting and get into a more shall I say, more transparent way of entertainment in terms of the Robotech fandom. Now, here's the thing. Robotech podcasting has a really high bar for me, okay? It does. Uh, and this is one of the things that I realized. Now, I did upload, you know, um, Robo was it Robotech TV or Robotech whatever? Anyways... Okay, so remember that Robotech channel, okay? I think it was Robotech. It might have been something like that. The hell if I know. Anyways, you know that Robotech episode that I did that I posted up on uh, up on YouTube Live? So, like, sometime last year, I took it down. And the reason why I took it down is that it hit, like, 24,000 hits. And I thought to myself, okay, you know what? I, I figured this out. I see how it works. You know, I've got over 24,000 hits on this sucker. Um, it hasn't even been up for, like, five years or something. Um, that's really not that bad, okay, for a piloted episode of, you know, um, Robotech Channel or Robotech TV or whatever it was. Okay, so yeah, I didn't, for those who are wondering, yeah, I did end up taking it down. Um, but the thing that I'm wanting to point out here is this, is that as far as, you know, anime, uh, goes and Robotech goes in terms of sci-fi and whatnot, um, I'm still looking to make that kind of transition, Really what it comes down to me is, can it be a fluid one and can it have the level of professionalism that I'm actually looking for? Can, can I actually do that? Because part of me in the way that this works, and I, and I do understand this about Robotech Fan and especially Robotech Zero Zero, Robotech Fan really does, you know, it, it, the mystique about it is the fact that it is literally able to ride the fandom put it in context, and then regurgitate that context right back to the fandom, you know, in the way that the fandom actually likes and finds entertaining. Robotech Zero Zero, on the other hand, which I think this might have been the first time we actually even mentioned that during this entire episode, uh, Robotech Zero Zero is basically a show, from a podcasting perspective, that is a show of teaching. That's what it is. It teaches you about the Robotech universe, <laughs> you know? So the question, of course, just simply becomes, what makes more sense? Like, literally, what makes more sense? Should I just do different podcasts? Or what should I do? Or what should I do? I should say, not what should I do, but what should I, what I ought to do. There we go. What I ought to do is, for all practical purposes, create a brand new medium format that gels them all together. Giving us Robotech content in a, in a hardcore form that we can deal with, along with, I want to say, a teaching parameter that everyone is able to, you know, learn from 
uh, provided they, they don't know what, what they're going to be taught here and the entertainment value of, you know, having that all done in a way that people go, ah, this is fresh. This is new. This is consistent and it works. And that's the key thing. The fresh, new and consistency are the three important things there that I'm really struggling with because the consistency aspect is by far the hardest. It is much tougher to sit up here and literally take apart, you know, um, an entire Robotech series and then take snippets of it and then try to sit up here and figure out, okay, what makes sense versus what doesn't make sense. And, you know, how do I sit up here and, you know, basically explain this to the audience? What are the best visuals of doing so? What actually supports this that I'm talking about, so on and so forth? Like, all those things have to be factored into this, you know? It does. Like, for example, if we're talking about biroids versus badloids, you know, and what are the real differences in them? Do you know how hard it would be to make an episode like that? Like, it sounds simple when you talk about it, but when you go to actually throw visuals onto it, okay, and have the proper cues and have the proper whatever, that's when things get a little more complicated. They tend to. And these are the kind of things that I have to look at, you know. So, you know, again, from the standpoint of of where I'm coming from, um, that is something that really does challenge me. It isn't so much the fact that I, I, I don't know how to do it. I do know how to do it. So that's, that's not what the problem is. And it's not even so much the time aspect. Like, I've got the time. But then it comes down to a nature of consistency, which is how consistent can you be with something like this from a, from a show format perspective? And, you know, to me, that there is, is, is what really matters. I don't really like starting something and then stopping it and then starting it again, then stopping it and then starting it again and then stopping it unless it's on a routine basis that the audience can actually expect. You know, so like when I stopped doing Robotech Zero Zero, needless to say, I wasn't really happy about that. Um, and I could have went forward with doing that. But again, the Xenoforce Reborn mod just demanded so much more from me than Robotech Zero Zero ever did. Um, in contrast, you look at Robotech Fan. And in Robotech Fan, there was more there to talk about. There was more there to do. There's always more to do. I'm not saying that there isn't. But what I am saying is, is that there's a time and there's a place. And I realized that the consistency had been lost in terms of Robotech Fan. So therefore, because the consistency had been lost, it didn't really make much sense to carry on with this entire thing that we had going on as far as Robotech Fan goes. Now, one of the things that I also want to get into, um, because I'm basically going to try to make this a an hour and a half long episode. And I think from here on out, that's what I'm going to try to do is do effectively like hour and a half long episodes. Um, maybe an hour, maybe two. I, I don't think I'll go below an hour though. Um, is I, I do want to get to a point where somehow, some way, some shape, some form, you know, the Robotech fandom can basically bring itself back together. And here's, here's my point to what I'm saying here. I'm not saying some fake, or I'm sorry, uh, Facebook nonsense. Okay. I'm, I'm not waiting on that. Like, I, I don't think that that's really where Robotech fans are. Like, Robotech fans do Facebook. Don't get me wrong. We do Facebook. Um, you know, and the reason why you do is because of 
other things other than Robotech, usually. Uh, so Robotech fans do Facebook. Um, Robotech fans also, you know, at one point in time did MySpace, and you saw what happened to MySpace. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is giving Robotech back to the fandom from the fandom's perspective. You know, and I, and I do think that Robotech needs to get back to that point where it really is about the fandom and the fandom working as the fandom for the fandom. I really don't think that the, the Robotech fandom can rely on Harmony Gold anymore to make anything that's truly going to be credible in the way of Robotech. Now, this is not to say... <coughs> This is not to say that Harmony Gold can't create Robotech properties or something like that that the fandoms can enjoy. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. Um, and, and I don't believe that one bit. Um, I believe that if Harmony Gold really did want to create Robotech continuity that the fandom could enjoy, they would. But I think for them, it's a dollars and cents. And Harmony Gold has yet to sit up here and figure out a way to maximize the productivity while keeping a low cost. And I think that's what they struggle with as a company. And I think part of it comes down to the fact that realistically for a lot of the ambitions that Harmony Gold had for what they want to shell out from a, you know, operational procedure perspective, um, they're just, they were like a decade or so before the game. I mean, like, they were. When you look at today's format, and we're going to get to this in another episode, probably, honestly, the next episode, there are definitely ways now to create Robotech continuity that would really allow for Harmony Gold to create a profit, but at the same time, give the content that Robotech fans want at a reasonable cost of investment from a processes and procedures perspective. And, you know, I would point out, you know, you look at animations like what Netflix has done with, um, um, Aji. Okay. I think it's called Aji or Ajin. I think Aji though. Okay. You look at that right there. Um, or you look at the, um, anime done by the guys who did red versus blue for Halo. Uh, you look at, I want to say, uh, Ruby. I mean, you start looking at those kind of animations and you can quickly tell that the stuff was like all Google sketched or it's, it's in the, the design of Google sketch. You know, you can quickly tell that, but you can see that it's cell shaded. You know, you can see that it's, it is cell shaded animation. And also you can tell that because it is a purely CGI esque setup. Okay a purely CGI-esque setup, what you have going on that is very important is you have a situation where it's reusable content. It is entirely reusable content, you know, because it's all done in a, in a 3D format. So you don't have to go back and, and reanimate upon animate upon animate upon animate the entire, you know, um character or the entire setting or the entire mecha, you know, whatever the case might be. So, 
you know, Harmony Gold has, you know, for all practical purposes, they've made a lot of mistakes, okay, in the past. And, and I would say that. And they made so many mistakes that clearly the power did shift away from them and it went to, you know, the pseudo, as I, as I like to use here, pseudo Robotech fan base, uh, or Robotech fandom of descent that effectively was able just to stop it in its tracks. You know, now when I do say pseudo, it, I'm not really saying that it is pseudo. I'm saying pseudo from their perspective. You know, that they're not representative of the fandom. We at Harmony Gold have the fandom here. That's why it's called Robotech.com. And that's why fans are on Robotech.com. Because these are the real Robotech fans. Not those other guys out there doing crazy podcasts and stuff like that. That have no lives. Because who in their right mind would sit up here and just do a podcast. Either daily, nightly, or weekly. On Robotech. When there's not that much going on. <laughs> you know. um, So when I say pseudo, that, that's basically how I'm. I'm phrasing that for you, just so you guys know. But no, my, my point to what I'm, where I'm going with this, or what I'm saying, is that I do believe that there is a way to, you know, conceptually deal with what Harmony Gold is looking at and what they're actually going after in this. Okay, I, I do believe that. And I also believe that, um, you know, they were early to the game. And because they were early to the game, earlier than what they should have been, Harmony Gold's now just coming to understand that you can have, you know, lower animation quality and still have amazing, you know, and I'm talking amazing storytelling. And again, you know, I would sit up here and say if we were talking about it from the standpoint of anime, um... You know, the Netflix original, Aji, or if we were looking at it and talking about, you know, Ruby, both of those series are totally amazing, which, uh, Ruby is not an, uh, Netflix, sorry, Ruby is not in Netflix original. It's not Aji is. Um, but like I said, uh, they got Google Sketch written all over them. I don't know if that's actually the process they use. I'll probably look into that before we do our next episode. And then I'll be able to talk more about that. But, you know, Harmony Gold is going to be at a point now where it really does have to decide what does it actually want to do as a, you know, um, you know, as a owner of the Robotech franchise. And of course, there are other things that they have to look at in terms of Matt Cross. Like, is it really worth holding on to Matt Cross versus what Robotech is? You know, now I'd probably say yes, it is for a number of reasons, which I'm not going to get into in this episode. But, you know, there may be some people out there saying, ah, just let, have you seen Matt Cross Delta, Doug? Just let Matt Cross die on its own. Like, look, I get it, guys. I totally get it. Okay. Everybody knows that Matt Cross looks good up front until you get later on into it, whether it's an actual series or you get later on into the iterations of Matt Cross, and then it kills itself off, okay? I totally get that, all right? And the fact is, Matt Cross is not more popular than Robotech. It will never be more popular than Robotech in any foreseeable future, and that's that, okay? So I don't want anyone to sit up here and think that I've changed my opinions on, you know, Matt Cross since I've been away. No, I haven't. I, I, I have not. Um, I saw Matt Cross Delta... I got about probably 20-ish 
minutes into the first episode. And then I turned that shit off. I was like, there is no way I'm going to watch this. Now I may actually legitimately have to go back and actually watch it because I'm doing this podcast now. But no, I, like seriously, I'm not, uh, no, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'd, you know, and, and that's, that's secretly the fourth reason to why I stopped doing Robotech Man. You know, I, I knew that I'd get stuck in watching Matt Cross Delta and I couldn't bring myself to do it. No, seriously though. Um, no, it, it's terrible. It's bad. Now, it may have gotten better in its later episodes, but I wasn't waiting around for those crappier later episodes to, like, figure this whole thing out. You know, I, I wasn't going to do that. So, like I said, um, I want to return Robotech back to the fandom. So that's the, the fandom, or fandoms, I guess, because there, there's more than one Robotech fandom. I mean, there, there are subsect of fandoms within the fandom. But it is something that I do want to actually do, you know, and, and, and I want to be clear about that. This is not a case where I want to sit up here and say, Oh, you know what? Let's just do a couple Robotech podcasts and everything's fine. And you know, everything is just going to be all happy, hunky dory because people want to listen to me and I'm back on the air. So, you know, let the internet do its thing. No, that, that's, that's not how this works. And that's, that's not how I want it to work. You know, I want us to get back to Robotech in the way that it was. And honestly, I'm thinking like mid nineties when I think about it, to tell you the truth, you know, like RPGs, like where are the Robotech fans creating RPGs anymore? Um, if we're not talking RPGs, talking about Robotech art that can be implemented in RPGs, you know, like it's like these people create decent deviant art style um robotech content but why isn't it being plugged into an rpg i you know again it's just it works like that if you if you think about what i'm saying here which is you just talk about the basic things like rpgs or you talk about the basic information pages like a robotech wiki page or something like that um you talk about people who have the ability and the talent to create an animated piece, but they're not doing it because of this, that, or the whatever. Okay. And before anyone says this, I know you're thinking it. Harmony Gold, Doug, Harmony Gold, they'll shut us down. Guys, 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 guys. Say it again, guys. All right. Honestly, why are you listening to Harmony Gold? Harmony Gold cannot sit up here and stop you from creating a Robotech animation and posting it up online. They can't do that. Now, if you make something commercial, they can do that. But you have the freedom of expression. You have the freedom of speech. You can do these things. Trust me. All right. I bet they'd shut me down if they, if they could if they could pull it off. But they know that it'd be like a First Amendment thing, and then they'd be in bigger trouble than they've ever been before. The same thing with expressing how you want to create Robotech. Now you got to be clear about this here, which is you can't make it commercial based. You can't be profiting. You can't. Now you can definitely say here I'm using this as a showcase piece for whatever, whatever, unteen years down the line, if you want to do that, 
saying, yeah, this is what I first started off with. This was my passion. This was my hobby. And then you gradually moved on to other things that become showcase pieces. Okay. You do that. And then boom, there you go. Then, then you're in the door for whatever you want to do. I mean, like if you want to do it like that, I guess you could. Okay. But that's the number one mistake that everybody makes in making a Robotech project. They don't understand that, um, you, you can't profit off of Harmony Gold. You can't do that. All right. I'm telling you right now, you cannot do that. If that is your whole intent to creating a Robotech series, then you're screwed. Okay. And you got to completely stay clear of it. And you got to state that this is not a commercial project. This is merely just a hobby for something you have a passion for. And that's why you're doing it. And you'll be fine. You'll be totally fine. Okay. You will be totally fine. And, and my point to this is that the fandom has to understand it is a fandom. That's what it has to understand here. It has to understand it's a fandom. It has to understand that you're not going to sit up here and create Robotech content and then make the money that Harmony Gold didn't make. You're not going to do that. Okay. It's not going to happen. All right. And what usually goes wrong with a lot of these fan base projects is you put a lot of work into it and you say, man, I had to get paid for this shit. So then you start thinking, well, wait a minute here. I can sit up here and take this Robotech flipping around and make some cash on it. Uh-uh. No, you cannot do that. Okay. That's why you get your cease and desist order. All right. Or when it starts looking like that's what you're going to do again, cease and desist order. All right. But if you are doing purely just a fan project, then you will be fine. Point, period, blank, end of story. That is how it works. Okay? That's how it works. Unless there's some new law that I don't know about, which I'm pretty good when it comes to law. <laughs> Alright? Um, you gotta be when you're a black man. Otherwise, you'll find yourself behind bars. You know, you never, you never know. Um, no, but seriously, that is, that is exactly what you have to remember in all of this, which is the fandom needs to be for the fans and you do it out of, out of the love of being a Robotech fan. And if you do that, then you're fine. But if, if you try to sit up here and make it anything other than that, you will fail. You will. You definitely will. You know, now, um, like I said, this is, this is the first episode. I, I'm, I'm wanting to do roughly about an hour and a half ish, um, on this. That, that's what I was wanting to do. And, uh, and I think that we've pretty much hit our mark. I think we have, we've come pretty close, you know, and you know how Robotech fan tends to get over sometimes. It doesn't ever go under, like tends to go over, but I think we can hit the, uh, hour and a half mark here or about. That's basically what I wanted to share in this first episode, you know. Um, I am coming back. I am going to look at doing Robotech Source. I think I'm going to do that. I think that that's pretty, uh, you know, pretty important. You know, Robotech Source. Um, I'm going to be looking at Robotech Zero Zero. All right. I'm going to be looking at Robotech Fan. I'm like, quite honestly, yeah, I'm going to be looking at all of it, to tell you the truth. I'm straight up going to be looking at all of it. Uh, now, where I start 
probably is going to be Robotech fan. Then I'm probably going to simultaneously start doing Robotech Source. And then I'm going to jump back into Robotech 00. Now, I want to be clear about something in all this, which is at some point I want to make a transition out of podcasting and to get something more multimedia based down. I do. I, I like, I really, really want to. But at the same time, as I know, you could not, like, the way Robotech Fan works, you really couldn't sit up here and take another medium format and actually apply it to Robotech Fan because you don't really get the same discussion factor out of it. You don't, you know, and, and, and that's one of the things that makes hardcore podcasting, which is what this is, different from other outlets, you know. And that's one of the reasons to why I definitely have not actually jumped into another multimedia format is because I realize that podcasting is what it is. Like when you have a piece of discussion, all right, that can stem anywhere from, you know, an hour to five hours, you know, you can't be, no, you you can't be like throwing that up on YouTube and, and having a, a video on that. Like that, that doesn't make any damn sense. You know, and then on top of that, you'd probably have to break it down into part one, part two, part three, part four, some nonsense like that. And yeah, you don't want to do that. You know, that doesn't make any sense either. So, like I said, you know, we're back. We're going to have fun. We're going to make it happen. And the most important thing I can sit up here and tell you guys is we're going to do it for the fans. The first time around, we did it for the fans the last time around. It provided this is the last time around. I don't know. Uh, we're going to do it for the fans, you know, and I, I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to some of the older stuff. I would, if you guys want to sit up here and start, you know, go to talk, shoot Robotech or just type in Robotech fan into Google and you're going to find it. I mean, it's not even that hard to do. Start with episode one and go, go straight through like, you know, the couple hundred episodes that there are. I mean, if you want to, um, but yeah, that's, that's about the gist of it here. That is the gist of it. I'm saying so. Um, now, for those who are wondering, okay, because we can't close out the episode without talking this here. All right. I am going to do live episodes. I am. All right. I will. I promise. <coughs> um, I'm going to be using uh, something different than Talkshoe, though. Simply put, I'm tired of Talkshoe. Its infrastructure is vastly inefficient. And in a new kind of mobile market that we're all in, dealing with Android and iOS, and then, of course, Windows for what it's worth, and uh, the Mac OS for what it's worth, um, I believe that there are just more efficient ways to do, you know, podcasting. There are, you know, and and, and I've, I've always believed this, so... You know, I'm going to explore those ways. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to be working with audio conferencing software. That's what I'm going to do. And then we'll have a live chat through the audio conferencing software in terms. And when I say live chat here, understand I am talking actually about doing the podcast. Okay. As a live chat through the, um, conferencing software and then uploading that to talk shoe. If I'm going to upload it to talk shoe, or, uh, you know, uh, bean podcast or bean cast or whatever the hell it is or wherever else I want to upload it. You know, I mean, truthfully, I don't even know 
if I'm going to, I might just sit up here and just have a YouTube page. Like, just take my audios and just upload them to YouTube and just have a picture and call the day. You know, I mean, like, seriously, I'm not even joking around about this. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, that's probably what I might do. Because I, it's, and let me, let me explain this to you here. I'm not, I, I don't have anything against TalkShoe. It's just their infrastructure is drastically inefficient. Okay? It is drastically inefficient. And the inefficiencies have gotten on my last nerve to a point where they're like, well, we don't know why you can't host live episodes. You know, everything is supposed to be good on our end, but just give us a greater description of what's happening. And it's like, what part don't you understand that I can't sit up here and talk into the mic and it be broadcasted through your software? You know. Um, and that's one of the reasons to why I actually decided I would go pre-recorded because I just wasn't going to fight with talk show to me. It doesn't make any sense. And on top of that, if you're talking about things from a recording end, definitely, um, your iOS device or your Android device is vastly superior when it comes to that. The other reason though, to why I want to do it like this, to tell you the truth is I don't, I don't want people like stuck on their phones, you know, from an ear perspective. Like, I remember one time when I did one of my podcasts, and for whatever reason, I decided to do the podcast essentially like I was in the bathroom. I don't even know why. I was in the bathroom. I, I can't remember now why. Um, I think I was, like, cleaning the bathroom or something, and I decided, ah, you know what? Rather than clean the bathroom, I think I'm going to do a podcast. Boom. And I just did it from my, at the time, I, I you know, I, like, I legitimately did it from my phone. Like I, I started, uh, I was talking to people, right? I was talking to people and, uh, recorded it all on my phone and said, okay, bam, there we go. You know, and, and that's what I'm talking about here. I'm not saying I'm going to do it in the bathroom as far as that goes, but what I'm saying is, is that like, yeah, when it comes to cleaning the bathroom, trust me, you can, you can, you can find your way out of it if you try hard enough. Like, oh honey, I, I got to do a podcast later. <laughs> but Doug, you said you'd clean the bathroom. Well, I will clean the bathroom. Like, after I do my podcast, which in the meantime, you're going to get pissed off and then clean it and be mad at me. And then at the end of it, I will, you know, probably give you a kiss on the cheek and tell you you did a great job and say, here, now I'm going to go do another episode. And when I get back, don't be mad at me and we can carry on life as it was. So, you know, that's my point to, to, to what I'm saying here, which is, um, I kind of feel like this needs to be done differently than before, you know, and going past the hour, you know, uh, 30 mark now, that's one of the things that I really do want to touch up on here is that we are going to do live episodes, but we got to do them right. And we got to do them in a way that actually makes sense. You know, I would love to have live episodes where everybody who wants to chime in can effectively chime in because like who in this world now doesn't have a smartphone. Like, who doesn't, you know, um, as long as you can get the software, which is going to be free, because I'm not going to make people pay for shit, because I'm not going to pay for shit, um, then yeah, we can keep it going. So, guys, with that being said, I will talk to you later. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.